Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I am your host, Jason Bordeaux. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. I appreciate everybody that checks it out. Let's me you appreciate the content and the interviews this week. I have a great interview for you. It's from MC Nice. He is a curator of GH3 Radio, God's House of Hip Hop on the Dash Radio Network, radio station um, platform, all that good stuff. And so this this interview was is very fruitful. There's a lot of great information in it. Uh, it's not as much story as sometimes we get into because we really wanted to be practical and really help artists try to figure out the best way to grow their career, their side hustle, whatever they consider their music. And as well as, uh, you know, how to get your show on a radio or how to create a radio show, things like that what people are looking for, and there's a bunch of great information in this. It isn't just for artists, it's for anybody who's, especially in entertainment, in the entertainment spectrum field, whether you want to do a radio show, animated TV show, uh, we really dove into a lot of different things, so make sure you stay tuned through the whole entire interview. Before we jump into it, I do want to thank TrueStrengthApparel.com for supporting the show. Aaron Simpkins over there. Make sure you head to TrueStrengthApparel.com and figure out what Aaron has over there with his barbell collection. He's also got some great Solomon's Porch podcast merch over there. Just a quick plug. Um, Also, LT Smith, Jay Sannon, both great independent artists. And, uh, and, and that, you know, those, those kind of guys are the reason why I do a lot of these specific type of interviews is to help them try to boost and elevate their musical careers. And also one last purely bachelorette, head over to purelybachelorette.com. Uh, this is a great way to throw a tasteful bachelorette party for any ladies out there, especially ladies of faith. Uh, you know, if you're a husband, you might want to buy this for <laughs> your wife's bachelorette party. Um, but anyway, it's just a really good thing to make sure that women are having a wholesome, fun time without bringing in all the stuff that typical uh, parties usually end up doing. So anyway, without further ado, here's the interview with MC Nice. All right, and welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. have a very special guest that I was introduced to through Trackstars, which uh, a lot of you a lot of you are very familiar with, and uh this particular individual is very influential in uh, the radio world, the gospel world. He is—he's got a ton of things on his on his resume. He's got a radio station. He's a recording artist. He won—he's won awards. He's a Netflix series, all sorts of stuff. I had with me MC Nice. How you doing, sir? Yo, what's up, man? What's the word? Yeah, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh huh. Um, coming and sharing some wisdom and being a, uh, a, a helpful servant to those who listen to the show. And, um, I know you have a ton of great, great information you can give out and, uh, and a story that a lot of people will be able to learn from. And so right. I, fir- I first heard about you through track stars. Okay. And, um, and which track stars is now a part of GH three radio. Yep. Which is a uh, God's house of hip hop. Right. And so, um, and I heard your story a little bit on there, and so you know, I just wanted to be able to share that on this platform as well, and dive into some uh, some other things because you have, like I said, a lot of things that you do, 
And I want people to kind of understand one that, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of different things in order for you to kind of build that resume up and stuff. And, oh, uh, yeah. and also, man, you know, how you handle all that stuff, because it sounds like you're very busy. And oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> very busy. Knowing that, I got something that we get, I'm ready to drop on your lap today, but it'll be an official announcement in two weeks, but you'll hear about it right now. Okay, so, okay. Um, so I'll just give you the start. I started out as a Christian hip-hop artist, like back in the late 90s, early 2000, uh, late 90s, right? And so, but at the time, the, the church wasn't really checking for a Christian hip hop. It was like of the world. I was getting all kind of your blaspheming or whatever. It kind of turned me off on, 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 on being a Christian for a moment because it's like you go to these people for love and they showing you hate, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. ultimately I ended up taking my talents <laughs> into the secular world where I, where I uh, produced Tupac. Um, this, he was, uh, I think he had, he had got killed and then, um, uh, they wanted us to come in. Me and my, uh, I had a partner at the time. Uh, we were producing records. And so we produced a song called Thug's Mansion. Which oh, was wow. The first, you know what I'm saying? Which was the acoustic version, which was the first record released from the Pac's, uh, Pac, Tupac's album when he died. I don't know. Yeah, there's a little platinum for that. It's went triple platinum since then. But, and then we also produced Nas, which was uh, Thug's Mansion. It was a different version on Nas. Uh, ended up producing a uh, 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 KC from KC and JoJo, like Jodeci. Uh, right. This this is all stuff I did in secular. I was on six motion picture soundtracks. One on one, the Oscar movie called Crash. Oh you know yeah, I mean? that was a great right. movie. That was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were the only independent uh, group at that time to get on the soundtrack, not knowing that the movie was going to win an Oscar. But it was more or less like they loved our flavor, and so we took a chance and did a music video. And the music video ended up getting on the DVD. You know what I mean? Wow. As the special features, and so when the when the movie when the uh, movie won, you know, of course we ecstatic because then the DVD shot and sold like ten million units. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but that was one of the soundtracks. But I also did Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, uh, kicking it old school with Jamie Kennedy, Haven with uh, Orlando Bloom and Zoe Saldana. So you know, and then uh, migrated then to uh, doing the theme song for the NBA. In 2010, and then I worked with um, with uh, Dr. Fink from Prince and the Revolution. He was doing a tribute to album to Prince before he died, and uh, it was a record we did. Prince loved the record. It went on his album, and then from there, uh, I started noticing all the rumblings in regards to Christian hip-hop was, like, there. And I was like, how did I not know this? You know, it's me being a dude in the music business. How did I not know this? And so I start following. I start seeing. I think the first, the first real uh, breakout for me was uh, that Kurt Franklin record, that Stomp record, and that Mary Mary that came out. They weren't necessarily hip hop, but they were more like progressive gospel. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo. So people, the church is being receptive to this, like you know what I mean. And then I start seeing the the Andy Minios, the Lecrae's, the what you call it, and I was like, yo. I can do this. So I ended up going into the studio, man, and uh, in, in El Paso, that's where I'm from. Um, and uh, and I, I started, do, I, did a, I did a song, and that A song turned into 14, and that 14 turned into a number one record. And so what I did after that fact was like, yo, everybody's telling me CHH is dead. Um, there's no money in Christian hip hop. There's no this and no that. And I'm like, you people, the same people that are saying it are the same people that are profiting. 
You know what I'm saying? So wow. I said, at the, at the end of the day, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, because I, I've been in the music business since the 90s, right? The late 90s. Why, I'm going to take that information I learned from the secular world as far as marketing, uh, as licensing, registration, and give that back to the CHH, which is, you know, and, and so that our artists can have a better feel of how to, how licensing work, how publishing work, because that's the things that they're not, you know, collecting on. Even though right now, Christian hip hop is probably the number one licensed music. When you think about what Andy Minio and Lecrae did on the Steph Curry situation, Joey Vanta is becoming the music for Christian Dior. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Um, 1K Few and Toby Nwigway getting on the NBA 2K situation. And then, you know, I think Beacon had the theme song for Friday Night Lights or something like that. So the money is being generated from the publishing. It's just that CHH artists don't understand how to go after that. You know, only though, only select few. I'm here to educate all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so, so this, for me, that's what that was about. So let, let's focus because, you know, a lot of independent artists who want to try to start building a career, you know, a lot of them are still in groundwork mode. They're right. still trying to find their sound. They're still trying to make sure they're mixing and mastering. All of their stuff is down pat. So let's let's kind of start in in that realm. So okay. let's just say you're speaking to some some guys who are just getting started. They might have an album or two, mixtape, a couple of singles. What are some of the key things that they need to focus on right now in order to to think longevity of a career? Okay, I'm glad you asked that question. So. What I'm what I'm giving people is is a business terminology, and the business terminology is SWOT, S W O T. Whenever you put together a business plan, most times the investor wants to know, do you understand the SWOT? And SWOT simply means S W O T: strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So when for, when I tell any artist, when you're putting together a music, whether it's your song, whether it's your life, you know what I mean. Break down the swat of your life. Break down the swat of the music. Break down the swat of the industry. So, for instance, if you're a young, if you're a new artist and you're trying to get in, so you have to understand the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats of the industry you're getting in or the song you're releasing. So, basically, what's your strengths? You know, and then you apply that to yourself. So, what's your strengths as far as creating a song? Oh, I'm a good hook writer, but my raps ain't all that tight. So then you have to, you know, work on that part of it. Or uh, you know, what are the opportunities that may present themselves? Well, there's not that many people out there that's in this lane. So I might have an opportunity to break. And normally that's understanding when music is coming out. So like right now is a horrible time to release records because everybody's pre pre prepping for um, for the Christmas holidays. Mm. So all the big wigs is going to come out with their records. And then you got to keep in mind the consumer is going, they, they only have $9 to spend. Is it going to be on you? Or is it going to be on what Lecrae? You know what <laughs> so at the end of the day, they're not going to take that chance on you because they only got nine. But at the top of the year, everybody gets new budgets. Everybody gets the new monies. So, you know, nine times out of ten, when new artists come out, it's normally between the months of January and uh, April, right? Mm. Because then everybody else is gearing up for spring break and summer. Right. So your best bet as a new artist is going, okay, if I want to really win, I got to come out in a season where I'm not, where I ain't really got to face the wolves. That's good. That's good. So 
speaking of like strengths and, and weaknesses, so I talked to uh, Poetics. Um, uh-huh. I talked to him on the show before, and he was talking about how he wanted to be a rapper. His words were that he was bad at it, and so he decided to go the producer route because he felt like he could actually build on that because he was stronger in that area. Now, you know, and I did an article a while ago talking about building your strengths. Uh, are you are, are you more a proponent of building on your strengths or working on your weaknesses? Like if you had to figure out how to balance that, what would you well, kind of say to people? For me, it depends on where I'm going. Like if I'm trying to go in a lane that I have no strengths in, then I need to build those weaknesses. Okay. Right. But if I'm going in a lane that I have strength, that I, that I, that I, uh, I have weaknesses in, you know, I mean strengths in, um, then at the end of the day, you know, the weaknesses will be subsided because I'm using my strengths, you know? So it just depends on what I'm getting into, where I'm going and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I know I've heard, um, I know like KJ five, two, whenever he, you know, he was talking about, you know, the, the new wage of sound of music and even in CHH. And so he brings on some younger cats who fill that gap for him. And, uh-huh. uh, and so to me, that's like, you know, you feel that weakness with somebody who has a strength in it. And, um, so speaking of, uh, you know, kind of one of the things that I also want to hit on is what are some good ways to, or for these young artists or these, these newer artists to make connections with people to try to, you know, just to be able to get into more, uh, a network of more people, I guess I'd say. Yeah, well, you got to attend things that people network in. Like some people go to the wrong conventions Mm. or the wrong conferences that, you know, just because it says music conference, it may not be pertaining to you. I normally go to conferences to seek out a person. Like, like for instance, it may be a music conference and one person there is the only person I'm trying to get at. That's the only time. That's the only reason I'm going to that conference. It ain't to see all the other stuff because they're going to give you the fluff. That's mm. what they do. They give you the fluff. They give you the fluff. They give you the fluff, and then they want to charge you nineteen ninety five when you really want to, you know, when you're trying to use it. Well, here, come get my program, and then it'll help you take you to the next level. But in the meantime, you just paid a gazillion dollars to get into a music conference that ain't really giving you nothing. So normally, when I go to conferences, it's for a reason. So I'm going. Okay, if the person that's distributing, less a music licensing person for soundtracks, well, I need to talk to that individual. You see what I mean? And and emailing and all this other stuff ain't working for me. So I'll go show up. You know? Right, right. So are they are, are the people you're looking for do you always know they're going to be there? Well, well if you uh, that's why I said the SWAT is you studying. So when you study your uh your industry, you find out what who's the who who's who and what's what. So in studying, you realize okay, DJ I Rock Jesus is breaking records, Kingdom Coalition is breaking records. Fleet DJs is breaking records. I need to get with all of them or DJs within those factions. Then I tr- start finding out, well, which DJs are actually in that? Where are they at? Who are they, you know what I'm saying? And then I go make, you know, appearances. Because at the end of the day, what they're going to do? Tell you, no. Right? right so, right. but if you don't make the effort, you'll never know if it's no or yes. And at the same time, even when it comes to pushing your music, let's say the DJs, what I tell artists is, before you approach that DJ, un- learn their playlist. If their playlist is BPMs of 70 and uh, 90, then do a record that's between 70 and 90 so that they can't deny you a spin. Right, right. Because you're within their, you're within what they're spinning. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
you give them what they want. <laughs> you, you, give, right. you give them what, I mean, that's like, you know, you don't go to a shoe store and take a shirt. <laughs> I mean, you know, try, try right. to, you know, sell your shirt at a shoe store. So that, that totally makes sense. And, um, yeah. so let's, um, you know, I want to be so practical in this because, uh, you, you, you've got so much experience. Um, uh-huh. so as far as, okay, let's talk about, um, GH3 radio for a little bit. Uh, yeah, God's house of hip hop. So how, how are you able to get that onto dash radio? And okay, first what's dash radio real quick. And then how are you able to, to get a radio platform on there? Well, Dash Radio is a di- digital radio platform. It's not internet radio. It's just wherever you got Wi-Fi, you got radio. They're also in about 18 car di- dealers, distribute like cars, uh, whether it be G- they got a deal with uh, GMC where they're in the, they're the preferred platform in the Dash. So you know how Sirius XM comes with certain cars? Right. Well, now Dash comes with certain cars, which includes GMC, Maserati, and all that. They're also in across the world, right? So Sirius XM is limited to uh, U.S. and U.S. territories versus dashes all over the world. And they have 10 million monthly listeners. You know what I'm saying? 10 million monthly listeners. And we're pulling in probably about a million of those, right? And so um, the unique thing about it is we approached Dash, uh, the program director, who's who's a believer, right? We approached him in regards to, hey, you guys got all these stations, but you ain't got nothing dedicated to Christian hip hop. And NF did a billion streams by himself. <laughs> you know what I'm you so, think these guys know the industry, right? What'd you say? I said you would think these guys understand the industry and see that. Yeah, number. but they, but they, but you know, you know, the first question that was asked to me: Does Christian hip hop have enough records to create a station? Ah, uh, yeah. And I said, not only do we have enough records, we have stars. Right, right. You know what I mean? So uh, so he's like, okay, well then, you know, me and Shiny G, he's like, you guys come back with, you know, a, 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 a station outline and let's, and let's talk. So I came back and I think uh, at first they, they was thinking about, hey, why don't you just call it, you know, gospel, Christian and gospel hip hop. I was like, nah, we ain't doing that. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so we came back and I was like, yo, we're going to call this God's House of Hip Hop, GH3 Radio. Right. And he was just like, yo, that, that's dope. Mind you, DJ Ski is the head. Right. So you got DJ Ski and you got all Clint Sparks. These are all dudes that did all these records for these. And Ski had his own show for a minute. But so um, with that being said, so we came back, we had all the records, you know, um, and then they're reporting their reporting station. And now I think as of in, in between December or January, we're going to be a BDS reporting station, which is going to allow artists to chart strictly from our station right and so we did that we came back and um and so my goal with my motto behind that was like yo we got a reporting station and well i'm let me take it back for a second so record companies were are signing christian acts right right to these peanut popcorn uh uh deals where it's like here here's 50 grand or here's 100 grand and you sign versus people like Little Pump, Little Zan, they're getting eight and twelve million dollars to sign deals, right? And so, but the 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 uh, excuse from certain record companies are, well, Christian hip hop doesn't have viable radio outlets to play music to generate publishing. Christian hip hop doesn't have viable venues outside of churches that would garner 
uh, deals like a million dollars or two million dollars. I had a record company approach me and say, yo, MC Nice, we want to buy your situation into your situation for 800,000. And I was like, no. And it was like, well, that's more money than anybody has made in Christian hip hop. I said, yeah, but that's not more money than I've made. Period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so. No, you were. And I said, and at the end of the day, you getting me with already five number one records. So I've already established, you know, a scale of where you should be paying me at. Right. Right. And so, you know, then at that point, they tried to box me out because I didn't settle. So then they tried to sit, you know, sit sick Satan on you and uh, squeeze you out. But when you got your own bread, they can't call the shots. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so and that's why we were able to navigate through those waters. And plus, you know, when you when you are advocate you know, for the, for the kingdom and God, you know, you repping the kingdom, God going to make sure you get through. Yeah. And so with that said, being said, so we created a radio station for artists that are paying royalties. So now everybody we play gets paid. Right. And we created, and, and, and we created a situation to where now there's a venue. I mean, I'm sorry, there's an outlet for this Christian hip hop artist to be played. So radio, um, so record companies can't say, well, you don't have a venue. Because what we ultimately ended up doing when I started GH3 uh, was, okay, who's the aficionados in Christian hip-hop? I was like, Rapzilla, Track Stars, Jam the Hype, you know what I'm saying? Who's the magazines? Rep the King and, and, and uh, a couple of others. Say, so, okay, well, let's go get all of them, give them a, a show. Now, now they have an even more viable situation because now Track Stars ain't just playing artists, they're paying artists. Right. Rapzilla ain't just playing artists, they paying artists. So we get even went to the gospel industry and got the number one gospel family to come to our station. They're syndicated on like 53 stations, but they came and created a specific hip hop show strictly for our station. So now with to date, we got 15 shows. So that means there's 15 opportunities for Christian hip hop artists to um to, to have their music played. I mean, and we cover everything. We just, we launched a Latin Christian hip hop show that's all Latino. You know what I'm saying? Christian hip hop. And you'd be surprised, like Alex Zerto and Lizzie Bada. Alex Zerto, he had one video that had 50 million views. You I see bet you most saying? people probably don't know who that is. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And so, you know, but, that, but that's my job. My job is to make people aware of just how big and deep the culture is. So we brought on Coalition Kingdom. DJs, which is the coalition DJs. So now they got a mixed show on Saturdays. We got track stars on Saturdays, Rapzilla on Sunday, my personal show on Sunday. We have an inspirational hip hop show, which is strictly for like those singy, songy type rap songs. You know, that's like not right. really hip hop, but you know, got rap in it. Right, so we right. got a show for that, right? And then, um, and now we're adding, we're adding a, 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 a guys out, some guys out of Boston called Mario Esco. That's coming. And then uh, Fresh Leftovers, which is another show. So we got 16 shows for people to just farm through. And even DJ I Rock Jesus, he has Mixtape Wednesdays. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? So that's what, that was the strategy behind it. So what did, now just out of curiosity, what, what was part of that, that what you needed to show to, to kind of prove you had a liable uh, station on your hands? Well, um, first off, what they seen my accolades. So they're like, okay, this dude has been in the game for like 15 years and he's done nothing but ascend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, so we have to take him at face value. That's one. And then two, 
I, I brought in the numbers. NF, Toby, uh, uh, from, from NF to uh, Andy Minio to Lecrae to everybody that was really making noise and making waves in Christian hip-hop. I brought them in like, yo, look, they're not just, uh, it's not just on the Christian platform. They're everywhere. You just don't know they're everywhere because you're not really thinking Christian. You're thinking Christian as in corny. Right. <laughs> versus, you know what I'm saying? Versus Christians that can really rap and got beats. Right, right. And so, you know, when I introduced that and they tuned in, they were blown away. The numbers shot through the roof. You know what I mean? And now, ultimately, we became the first, uh, the first radio station, hip-hop radio station in the history of gospel music to win a Stellar Award. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And created a brand new category for the Stellars for Hip Hop Radio Station of the Year. That's never been done. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's and, and it's, it's funny because the Christian hip the Christian news outlets aren't really the hip hop, the Christian hip hop news outlets aren't really like blasting that as a as a triumph. Like that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I always tell them that in order to thrive in this game. You still need to understand the politics of how things work. And if you're not politically moving, you're not going to thrive. Yeah, I tell people all the time, politics is everywhere. And I, yep. and, and I think people don't, you know, they think of like presidential politics and Congress. Yeah. Like, right. po- politics is just, it, it's really networking. Is what it is. <laughs> In a way. Yeah, yeah. And you have to know who prefers what, why they prefer it, X, Y, Z. And um. So so listen so real quick just for I know a couple of people who were uh, either have a radio show or trying to create a radio show. What are some of the the things that like let's just say GH3 Radio looks for in a radio show? One is diversity. The problem is with a lot of these uh, a lot of these uh, stations. I mean, a lot of these uh, shows we hear is you got to have diversity, and you got to be meticulous about it in the sense of of making sure you don't just put on any and everybody put on the good ones because that's what's going to help this that's what's going to help your show thrive is if you got good music it don't necessarily have to be from the bizzles of the world or the 1k fuse it could be tommy joe but tommy joe just got to be banging right you know what i'm saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i mean and so and not only that they got to have a business straight so for instance uh what we do at gh3 we don't just play records we make sure that all the rec the lyrics are right the records are registered properly, you know what I mean? And uh, so that way you can get paid. We're not going to play you if we can't pay you. Mm, that's good. You see what I'm saying? That's good. So, so, you make, so you have to make sure as a radio show that the records you play are properly categorized in, in and publishing. And they have to be at least competitive okay. with what's in the game. So it, I can't put on a 1K few record, then put on your record, and it sounds... Like, like you just pulled it out of the, you know, the trash. Gotcha. gotcha. You know what I'm saying? You know, it has to have sonically has to sound, uh, has to have that same vibe. I don't even, and I don't even like the fact that all the, you know, there's a bunch of everybody that sound like everybody. Right. So it's hard to distinguish people. That's why if you listen to our station, we really try not to pull people that sound like each other. We try to really just, uh, really stagger that, you know, and we pulled in, I think from CHH, we pulled in about 400. 50 artists mm. you know what i'm saying 450 artists we pulled in and uh and i just i got some new ones that's coming out this friday um uh, that that you know people ain't checking that probably don't even know you know what i'm saying but they're gonna know friday 
Right, right. And uh, so, question: How, if, you know, if, if I wanted to pitch a radio show, I mean, I, I'm not personally going to do it, but if if I wanted to pitch you a radio show, what would be the correct channels to do that? Uh, you just go to info at ghbradio.com, and then um, normally it gets filtered to me, and then we do a we do a, a interview survey, like yo, you know, we we ask you all the questions necessary, and then um, and then watch you. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, and and it don't necessarily you don't have to have like the the greatest show on the planet, but you have to have a show that we can go, yo, that's going to work. So one last show in regards to radio, then we'll move on. Is do you think that it's more beneficial to have talk radio like track stars or more just like mostly music? So here's what I, here's what we did. That's a good question too. So Track Stars has a guy named Rick Sincere on it, right? Yeah. So Rick Sincere started a MTMV Sports. It's a straight sport, sports podcast. We took that podcast and turned it into a music show where we left the, we left the, the, the conversation, but we, we entered in and out of the conversation with music. Gotcha. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you still want to be with us being a music station we still want to entertain people with music. So normally when it's a podcast that's turning into a music show, we do 50-50. Okay, okay. So <laughs> so you need to have... So it, so if you're saying somebody's doing a podcast, could right. someone pitch you a podcast and you turn it into a radio show? Yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're, yeah we, don't, we don't discriminate in regards to that because if the podcast is a good show, like for instance, we turned a... Think of who has a music, a Christian music sports show. You know what I'm saying? What right. they talking about? He's interviewing. <laughs> I think he he interviewed one of the New Orleans Saints. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. And then you know, and we're going in and out into uh, uh, music breaks and updates. Like here's your NFL update where he's updating people on the NFL, and then you know what I mean? Like it was just dope. Right. So we don't you know we don't shun away from that. We try to create something that uh, is unique to the platform. Gotcha. So uh, I lied. One more question. What kind of a time frame is, is better for people to, to think about in terms of radio show? Because, I mean, you have two hour podcasts, you have one hour podcast. Do you just pick parts that you yeah, like? Well, from it? well, we normally take. Uh, yeah, but we, we, we normally cut out all the adverts. So if you're saying, hey, you're you're listening with so and so and such, it says we don't give right. nobody free advertisement. So a lot of that comes out. Um, and, and, but then. We normally take our podcast, and then if it's an hour podcast, it's going to be two hours, a two-hour show, because we still have to add our music into it. But gotcha. not just our 10. We haven't had no two-hour podcast. Everybody's been coming to us. Even the Mario Esco show um, is a one-hour it's, it's a, it's a one podcast. And so we turned that into a two-hour music show. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. I, I think I, I'm trying to think of anything that people questions might have. Um, so yeah, so, so let's, let's dive into, uh, Netflix. Okay. So how did you, what do you have on Netflix? Uh, I, I know you have the jammies and, um, yeah. you talked about that a little bit on track stars and I kind of want to dive into that a little bit here. What was the process? How did you get started in that venture at all? And how did you get it on Netflix? Uh, well, it's no longer on Netflix to start there. It's now on seven other platforms okay. amazon prime roku apple tv hulu we'll get into that right and so um 
it started with a, a concept where me and my homeboy, his name is Dollar, and uh, we would we were watching animation one day, and we was like, "Yo, TV sucks." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cartoons, <laughs> yeah, cartoons suck. You know, I grew up when I grew up on cartoons. We had some like real dope cartoons, but the, the, what they was what was out then was wizardry and magic. So we said, "Why don't we create a lifestyle-based cartoon on some kids, though? Some hip hop kids." Trying, you know, you know how when you were a kid, you thought you was gonna be the next Jay Z, right. you thought you was gonna be the next whomever, Lecrae. And so we said, let's put that, let's let's create a group of kids, five of them, and bring them from different personalities, and uh, and, and and make them straight hip hop, where they doing, you know, dance moves, they dance, they dressing like it, they got the little slang, but they're a little more educated. They go to a performing arts school. So we did that, uh, made the pitch to an, uh, a company that they put money behind animation you know situations and um and that and and it took us like because we started in 04 and it took us in, we actually got on netflix in like oh, 10 2010 oh, so it took okay. a minute you right, know what i'm saying right. it, took, it, took, it took a minute because we went through an evolution of we started out as a 2d property and then we trans then every all of a sudden disney started introducing these 3d you know cartoons so we had to change the whole <laughs> everything so we went so we went and got uh we kept going to different places and people was like well you guys have no credibility with your cartoons so how do we you know how do we know if it's good you know Uh, what i mean and so like we were going to like mad animation companies so we went and got a showrunner who was credible his name was ralph farquaad he was responsible for uh the proud family on disney he was responsible for um um brandy's and uh, the Brandy show on television. So he did a lot of stuff and he did the real husbands of Hollywood. Right. So we brought him in and uh, with his name on it, we ultimately ended up getting actors like Debo from Fridays. Uh, Yo-Yo, Curtis Blow came in, got in. Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince. So, uh, <laughs> Kel Mitchell. So we had Kel yeah. Mitchell come in. So we had a bunch of people come in and do voices and uh, was able at that point when you had credibility from a showrunner, we was able to go and pitch it to uh, a Netflix and get it picked up from that standpoint. Not to mention, my uncle was the first black animator ever at Disney. Mm. Wow. Named Ronald Husband. He's responsible for Lion King and all the Little Mermaid and all that. Although I didn't go to him, people once people knew my background, it was like, okay, we can't diss. <laughs> we can't right, diss right. the, the, uh, the uh, nephew of a legend. Right. So how did you... Uh... So the person you got in touch with who was responsible for or the, the name that, that got put on it to, to make Netflix accept it, did you just like, did you know him? Did you just reach out to him randomly? How, how did because, that... uh, we reached out We reached out through connections. You know, like I said, when you, you do the SWAT. Gotcha. So we study like uh, who's who, who knows he, and how can we get to him? You know what I'm saying? Because he, he gets pitched something every five minutes. Right. So what, what makes him keep that attention? So in this case, there was no hip-hop cartoon out ever outside of Andre 3000, what he did with his thing, but it was more like it was more like uh, abstract. You know what I'm saying? Ours was just straight up and down hip-hop and R&B. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And so once, once you were able to get that in front of him, he was, his brain exploded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, was, and, he, and he seen it. And then once he seen it, we went and it took us some years to do it. And now... It's uh, thriving. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, one of the things that I think a lot of people are going to, you know, listen to all of this and uh, 
you know, people always love to point out, you know, their their weaknesses. And I, you know, I, I know one animator or a guy that's trying to get an animation, Will Smith, he's trying to create a, a Christian animated series along with comic book. And one of the issues that he had was, uh, was you know, financial resources. So in regards to financial resources, is there, what would be your, I guess, um, what, what would be your advice to people who are wanting to do these, these things that cost uh, a lot of money because I think that he said it was like a thousand dollars per second for animation 2D. And yeah, um, that's about right. Uh, he said a thousand per second or something like oh, that. 10, it might have been 10,000 because 22 remember. minutes rough you run you about 300 grand. So, right, 22 right. Minutes, yeah, so 22 minutes of animation is 300. So you take the 22 divided into 300 and you'll get whatever that is gotcha. per minute. So, <laughs> you know how do you secure a bag to be able to do? something like that. Now I know with music, it's a little easier because things are cheaper, uh, which also lowers the barrier for people to entry. So you have music anywhere and everywhere and 5,000 CHH artists in one state. So, um, that's a whole other discussion, but you know, you know, what would you say to people who, who see that, that financial wall and they get discouraged by it? What, what would be kind of your advice or words of wisdom or anything you could give them? Well, I would say don't be so unique that you price yourself out. You know, most people when they doing they doing uh, they doing projects, they make them so so uh, so so uh, complicated that the investor don't get it. All the investor want to know is how am I getting my money back? Right. Right. And so if if you can thoroughly explain that, like I mean, like detail. The, the the money back it makes it easier for them to invest but i wouldn't go and pro approach uh, a shoe investor on an animated project i would go and vo- approach an animated investor who understands the nuances of of and of, of that business and make that approach so nine times out of ten is who you approach you know what I'm saying you can't you can't go get somebody to believe in something and that's not what they believe in so it sounds like most of this conversation has revolved around figuring out who to know. Well, yeah, most of this conversation <laughs> is really about is really about you know learning whatever it is you're getting into. Right. So right. if you want if, if you're if you're going to do animation and if it's a startup animation, you go find out what are these is there incubator companies out there that put money behind startup animations? You know what I'm saying? Like, and who are they? And what is that? What is that price? You know, people, uh, people got to understand you still have to spend some type of money. Right. You know, it may not be a hundred thousand, may not be a thousand dollars, maybe 50,000, but you still got to spend, you got to put something in it. You know what I'm saying? And, but then once you put something in it and you got it, a viable product, now you need to go and to the people that's buying that. Right. I'm talking about as far as those that's going to give you the money to take it the rest of the way. You can't just go to anybody. That's what I'm saying. The research comes in and goes, okay, I got an animated cartoon about Latinos. Okay, who can I go to? Can I go to Telemundo? Can I go to, you know, the, what, what different production companies that are major forces in Latin? And sometimes you got to take an L on the first one. Like, mm-hmm. yo, you know what I'm saying? Here's, here's one cartoon. I got several. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That gets you in. You'll get that check. You'll get that check. And you know, it'll be enough to finance your next one. You can't be so married to the project that you, you that, that you can't lose it. Ah, that's like good this, advice. 
That's good. You know what I'm saying? Like the Jammies, I'm not married to the Jammies. I got seven other cartoons that's ready to go. Mm. In fact, I got a Christian hip-hop cartoon that we're developing right now called Amazing Grace. You know what I'm saying? And but you know, if you get married to your 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 your, your project, it probably you know you'll get upset. You won't you won't see you won't see the 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 uh, the road ahead because you'll be so married to it. Like, no, nah, I ain't taking this. Oh, they just want to steal it from me. Oh, they whatever. But at the end of the day, is what do you have now? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, who was it? Uh, I met with a dude before in Vegas, right? And he wanted to buy my animation company. Right. And he was he was so sold on and he was trying to offer us low dollars. Right. And he was just like, yo, it's better to own 10 percent uh, you know, uh, of 100 things than 100 percent of one thing. Right. And I said, well, then why don't you take your 10 percent? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 right, right. He was like, "No, nah, well, the position I'm in, you know, I was like, well, then don't, don't, don't preach that to me." <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. So, so would you suggest people always have multiple ideas? Because I think sometimes we can get so, and, and I guess it depends on the type of person you are. I'm a multiple persons, or not multiple. I'm a multiple ideas person. So, uh -huh. like, I have, you know, Business with Bordeaux, Solomon's Porch Podcast. You know, I have these different things that I do that I love doing. And they're they're different uh -huh. in their own, you know, respects. Right. And I think some people, they get dedicated to one thing, and they try to master that one thing. And the danger in that is if it fails, everything is gone. Right. So how do you know, like, because I, I think a lot of times, you know, like you said, you know, you get married to something, and that's your full focus, in, in, in your mind, how do you kind of balance that? Like, you know, maybe one thing's more important than the other. Or one thing is going well, to take more of your time. I'm in a fraternity called Phi Beta Sigma, right? Uh -huh. We're known as the business fraternity of all fraternities, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> the one thing that they teach you is there's 12 rules, right? And I can share one of them. And one of those rules is time management. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Time management is the key for success. Because at the end of the day, if you can't manage your time, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be able to do nothing. Yeah. And you have to be you have to be religiously just like uh strict when it comes to that. You know? And so for me, that's how I do. I go, okay, I know that I probably get roughly about four hours of sleep a day. I know that I'm supposed to get a little more, but <laughs> I was gonna ask not, you how much sleep you got. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, you know, for me, that's just what it is. And my body won't even sleep longer than four hours. It'll mm. get up. Like I'll go to sleep and bing, right back up. Right. right. Like alarm clock on my body. But I manage that when I, from when I get up to, you know, having to eat, having to put two hours here, travel 30 minutes there, put another two hours over here, you know, at the end of the day and then being diligent in that, unless there's a deadline, if there's a deadline, then something has to suffer. But I'll pick that back up once I, you know, complete that deadline. Right, you know what I mean? Right. But I'm, I'm very religious when it comes to uh, time management. And that's how I've been able to navigate multiple things, you know, like a radio station, like an album, like an animation company. And I'm also an author. So I got a, few, uh, a book out and I got another book coming. You know what I mean? So these are the things without time management, you'll, you'll, you'll never succeed. So how do you know what to apply more time to? Well, for me, it's whatever, you know, you know how when you put something in the oven, sometimes at, you know, 
370 will take three hours to cook, and then <clears throat> another one might take 45 minutes. So if the one that's taking 45 minutes, I got to address that first so I don't burn it. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it's a matter of what's hot right now. So, like, you know, like I'm working on the album, but it's not a priority for me right now. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? So I can take my time, do a verse here, do a line there, versus if it was coming out in November, I'd be in the studio every day like, oh, God, I got to get this finished. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm not. So that's not a priority for me. The station is a priority. So I've been, you know, really geared towards making that happen, you know, with the station. Then um, August 20th, we're going to announce the first ever CHH and Gospel Hip Hop Summerfest. Wow. In Los Angeles. So it's going to be 75 artists, two days in Los Angeles at a stadium. So it's the first ever, it's going to be the first ever done and we're paying everybody. Mm. So the 75 artists that are going to come perform are going to be, are all going to get checks chipped off. You know what I'm saying? Because I want the, uh, I want the Christian hip hop artists to experience what that is like outside of those that have already done it, like a Lecrae or Alex Erdo. But there, 90, 90, 90% of these artists haven't been before 20,000 people like that. You know what I'm saying? So we're putting them before 22,000 people um, uh, two days in a row next July of 2020. And it's going to be a real situation. You're going to have some of your favorite, some of your favorites. Some people are going to be left out when that's due to the market. You know, the market we in, LA is about 48% Latino. Mm. You know what I mean? There's going to be certain artists that get in. You'll be like, yo, why didn't add so-and-so? <laughs> well, so-and-so, ain't, so-and-so can't pull 300 tickets right. in L.A. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so we're gonna, I'm going I'm to I'm catch backlash on that. But at the end of the day, I'm still doing it for the culture. And I'm creating a venue that's going to allow our artists to get paid a lot more. Goodness, man, there's like this conversation could go so long, so many ways. I don't want to eat up all your time because, like you said, four hours of sleep. You've already given me 43 minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, we can keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of, uh, so I have, like I said, several independent artists right now. Uh-huh. How do they like? What what you know? Like I want to kind of go back to the research a little bit because even uh, I had a, a a friend of mine who was on the show who who's dealt with music sorry music licensing and publishing before, and he said that for him he would research IMDb see who all the different people are that pick the the music and all that. What are some of the ways that that you go about researching to know who it is I need to talk to who don't need to learn. What are some well, of the things that people need to start well, doing? I'm going to tell you, one of the things, one of the best things I ever did was get a LinkedIn account, right? And I don't mean just sign up for free. I mean that $50 a month LinkedIn account, right? Okay. Because what that does, it gives you the email addresses for everybody that's in the game that's oh, signed wow. up. Right. So, you know, if you're, if you're going, and that's one of the things where you're going, okay, I got two months of LinkedIn that I can get in and it allows you to send an email to anybody if you're a member. So whether, whether you're friends with them or not, you can send them an email. So I would then go, okay, well, who's, okay, there's these movies coming out. Who's the music supervisor for these movies? Let me go look. I go to IMDB, look up, okay, okay, let me go to LinkedIn and see if they got a LinkedIn page. Mm. And nine times out of 10, they got a LinkedIn page. So then I, you know, I, I didn't write them a dope letter like, hey, how you doing? I'm so-and-so and such and such. I noticed this and that. 
how do I get records submitted to you for your movie? Right. You know what I mean? I'm not asking you to do it. I just want to know the proper channels to go about getting, you know, and they may say, well, so-and-so and such-and-such production is handling that. At least you know where to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, these people don't know where to go to put, you know, to solicit music. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you're going, oh, well, that's hard to do. Or that's hard. I mean, I'm telling you, I go straight to LinkedIn and be like, yo, okay, who, where? All right, let me, you know. And then all they can do is tell me no. So in other words, people need to take some of their tax return money and they need to put <laughs> up a couple hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> they need to go ahead and have it planned out to be on LinkedIn Pro, IMBD Pro. Go ahead yeah. and sign up for a year or six months or two months. Yeah, or, or three months. Yeah. And just network you know, like three crazy. Three months is going to be out and, and just and use it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the thing about it is LinkedIn, they have access to everybody. All the writers for magazines, all the writers for newspapers, all the research editors for television uh, news networks. The concert, they got all the uh, all the different concert promoters. They all got LinkedIn pages. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, that's gold, man. That is gold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, if you go become a pro member, most people that $50 a month throw them off. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, ooh, that's steep. Now for me, I was just like, yo, I'm going to get in. And how many emails? I get to email at least 47 people. Oh, it's going down. Right, right. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, question, is it? How would you? What's kind of the better way to reach out to some of these people? Is it as an artist? Is it as like, do do people who pick music for TV shows and, and movies like who do they want to hear from? The artists themselves? Like, I mean, do you know an answer to that? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Because I, you know, I was once an executive with Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. You know then Warner, and so at the end of the day, um, we more or less like to hear from management because artists are so passionate that. They don't see the other side of it. Gotcha. The business, you know, you know what I'm saying? And so you tell me, oh, my record's going to be fire. Oh, it's going to do everything. It's going to do nothing, but you ain't <laughs> but, but you ain't did nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and so we, you know, you need some real people in the, in the, in the room that says, okay, well, here's how we can make this record fire. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. as far as, you know, distrib distribution here. Because the, anytime a record is broken, what people don't understand on the major labels is they putting at least 150000 to 300000 into that one record from mm. promotions, marketing, and whatever, you know what I mean, to try to break the record the way that they do it, which is called, you know, the machine. Right. So if on LinkedIn, I would say when you're going in and you're researching these people and you find out that they're on LinkedIn, well, go really research them. Find out. I'm going to give you an example. You know what I'm saying? I know this is kind of crazy, but I'll give it to you anyway. So there was this... Um, certain radio DJ. I wanted to get my record played, but they wasn't taking um, um, record. They wasn't taking uh, unsolicited records, right? Like you had to go through something right. in order to get in. But the gatekeepers are the ones that was just like, hating. nah, nah, you had to go pay them. It was like that pay for play. Uh. So what I did is I studied the, studied the individual and I found out that this individual likes sunflower seeds, <laughs> right? And so... I got the, the imported sunflower seeds from, like, you know what I mean, and sent it in. And when that person opened up the sunflower seeds, my CD was sitting right on top of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and, and, but, and it got played. And so the, the, and the, and the, the reason I say that is because they were like, this dude took the time out to learn what I like. Right. 
to learn what I like and sent me some stuff. So I can't what I, I have no choice but to listen to him, listen to him and see. Right. Because all you want them to do is just listen to the record, because at the end of the day, you know, you don't know if they're going to play it or they're going to. It just depends on the mood that a person's in, because nobody knows what a hit is until it's a hit. And then once it becomes a hit, everybody wants to mimic the sound. Right. You know what I mean? Versus take chances and 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 really dive into a record. So if a record sounds good sonically, then give it a shot. You never know. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So y'all need to go research a sunflower seed company and <laughs> Nah man. Uh you know, I want to be respectful of your time, man. And, uh, but I, I, I want to thank you, man. Now, you know, I, I kind of want to do a couple of things. One, uh, what are some, and like I said, I, I mostly have a lot of independent artists that listen to this. What are some names? Can you give us just like three or four names that people need to look into? Uh, four. If, if they want to take music serious, um, you know, if they want to learn, like who they need to keep an eye on or I mean from like a business perspective, like Well, I would yeah, I mean, look at what I mean, from if you want to keep an eye on somebody, look at what Toby's doing. Okay. Toby Nwigway, he did it right. He's in he's positioned himself now to where he's gonna make mil he might be one of the first Christian hip hop dudes to make millions outside of uh uh NF. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he, the way he did it, his, 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 go look at all his releases. They were strategic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every, every move he's made has been strategic. So as a independent, you have to go, don't measure yourself against the major cats. Go look at the independent cats that became major. How did they do it? Research that and then go, oh, pull a piece from, maybe you want to pull a piece from Nipsey. Maybe you want to pull a piece from, you know, other cats that are, independent like a chance to rapper and see or arcade fire i don't know if people remember arcade fire but they was you know out of canada they were independent they didn't ever signed with a major label and yet you know they was getting 25 and 30 million dollars how did mm. they do that you know what i mean and that's the that's all a part of the research right right you know what i'm saying don't know if anything if anything people learn from this is that Research, 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 implement. So it's almost you know like <laughs> it's like going to get your doctorate degree. You research and research and research and research, and then yeah. you go and you do it. Right, but then once you do it, you have all the answers. Right, right. You have you know how to troubleshoot problems that come about because you've already you've already put that into your SWAT. That's a part of your weaknesses or your or the, or the threats. You already know these threats are going to exist because you've done the research on it. Now it's about implementation. Mm. See, most of the, the where, where, where Christian hip hop goes wrong is they putting out music every two minutes. Right. Every two minutes, a new song comes out from the same person, and you ain't giving nobody a chance to really breathe on that record, right? And then you want them to buy your album. They don't buy your album because they ain't already heard twelve other songs for free. I think you a lot of I, I, I think a lot of that stems from different popular. Uh, opinionated people because like you know I think about I used to listen to Gary V a lot oh okay and he would tell people like music artists like release a song every day every single day release a song do it on Instagram live or whatever he's like every single day release something and so a lot of people got in that oh I can't do that and um, you know so he would tell people that kind of stuff all the time and 
especially for independent artists, like that's not really, especially if you're working all the time, you might not be able to afford a beat like that or, or whatever. And, um, yeah, that but, could be heck of expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But in general, though, like, you know, you're saying to, to be more strategic about releasing singles. And, and yeah, let me give you, I give you an example. I dropped my album in 2017, right? Right. I've only released one music video from that album. The others have been lyric videos. Gotcha. That's it. And I worked those records. Like, my, my single, I worked for, like, four months, and then it got on the charts. Right. Right. And then once it was on the chart, I worked it to keep it on the charts versus, oh, I got a single on the chart. Let me drop another one since it's hot. Gotcha. gotcha. But then at the, end, at the end of the day, and then when my album came out, it went number one because people was like, well, we haven't heard nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, what else? Yeah. What else is he doing? And then they go and buy the album. I mean, that's kind of like, so- I mean, NF kind of did that. Like, you know, he drops an album and it stays on the charts forever. And release a single, release, you know, a couple of singles off of it, sits on it. And a lot of people were ready for this new album because his old one, it's been about two years. Right. And you know what I'm saying? he has no public appearance at all in any way, shape, or form. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, that works for him. That's his strategy. No, but that, but at the end of the day is, you know, you got to think about it as an artist. You're right. learning. You're learning. Yeah. So who are you learning from? You're learning from the NFs. You're learning from the MC Nices. You're learning from the Lecrae's. Lecrae made, you know, Lecrae didn't really drop the album. He dropped the EP, and then he appeared on compilations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. But it makes you think he's dropping records, but he really ain't. So maybe as an artist, you go do appearances with other artists to keep your name afloat while you work on your sound. Because the number one thing that you need is to establish your sound. Think about Kendrick Lamar. Think about... Uh, 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 Dre. Dre has an established sound, right? Snoop has an established voice and sound. So, as an artist, you need, in order to have to sustain, you have to have something that's established versus sounding like everybody else. And a lot of people, these, if you're coming out with records that sound like everybody else, you're already behind. Mm. Yeah, man. I tell you, doing the music submissions for Track Stars, I hear. A lot of, imi- I mean, it might not be imitations on purpose. I'm not, you know, I don't think people sit there and make music and say, okay, how can I sound like Kendrick Lamar or Chance or Eminem or, you know, whoever. This is who they're influenced by, yeah. Yeah, it's just you listen to it. It's like anything, you know, you talk the way your pastor talks. Yeah. Because you listen to your pastor, you respect your pastor. So it's the same thing with music. And I've heard some people say they make music, they they don't listen to anybody while they're making their album. I just, and, yeah, uh, I just... I find that if you sound like somebody, you don't just, that's just not by happenstance. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? At the, you know saying? At the end of the day, that person, you've listened to that individual. And I'd be the first to tell you, I mimicked Rock Kim like it was nobody's business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Red Man, I meant Red Man came out. I was, you know, I was, you know, every, everything had a metaphor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, and, yeah. and so until you developed your own. And you know, and 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 once I came into my own, then it became a whole different vibe. But I was mimicking. But I'm saying, at the end of the day, we had a climate now where you could pick, you can go pick apart. Think about Kobe. Kobe said he, you know, he mimicked Jordan, but he got he he, he nailed the Oscar Robinson crossover. He nailed the Jerry West jump shot. He nailed, you know, what I'm saying he added all of these elements into his, which made him who he was. Right. You see, what I'm saying so as a rapper. Take 
a piece of NF, take a piece of Lecrae, take a piece of Bizzle, whether it be Bizzle's, you know, uh, melody, vibe, you know, or Lecrae's, you know, chop, you know, chop cadence, you know what I mean? Or NF's wild life, you know, the life he lived and, 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 and the, uh, the darkness in that, you know what I'm saying? And make you. Right, right. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. What? MC Nice, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much oh, for doing appreciate this. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, I was surprised you were able to take the time to do it, man. Oh, yeah. No, I always, one thing you'll know about me is I'm really for the kingdom. Right, and right. Anybody pushing the kingdom. And I always tell people like, yo, um, I give I give out the I give out the information. If you want the information, I give it to you. What you do with it is what you do with it. But you see I'm successful with the information I'm giving you. So it must work. Right. Do you have any ideas of some great <laughs> conferences people can look out for, should look out for? Because I know, like you said, you know, you go to a conference to meet one person, or is it just figure out who you want to meet and then go to that conference? Is there anything generalized yeah, well, that's good? I would, no, normally, when I look into conferences, I go, okay, well, who's going to be there? And what panels are being discussed? If there's Q&A, and if it's $100 more for a Q&A, I'm paying that $100. Mm. Because now I get to sit right in front of the person I need to talk to. Right. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, man. You know what I mean? So uh, most people, so that's what I do for for me. It's about um, picking conf, you know, picking conferences. Like I, I, I spoke at the uh, the Elevation Conference, the Elevate Conference in mm-hmm. Boston with Chad. Oh Rachel. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was I was one of the speakers there for uh, for uh, radio, but I was on the same panel with Derek Miner. Like all of these people that I have never met, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and was able to once they got a feel for who I was, they, they got a different understanding. Right. Because people might assume that I'm arrogant because of my aggressiveness in CHH, right? And so my aggressiveness is because I understand how to move and navigate as far as uh, marketing, as far as implementation. So I don't hesitate. I don't pray on it. I ask the Lord for you know I I I, I give it. That that moment, like God, give me a sign. I don't wait five days for the Lord to say, "Okay, son, you can go do this." Is He gonna give me a sign right away? Right, right. Like, yeah, no, because you feel it, and then I move, I make it happen, and so that's what's been happening in here uh, with this is that I move and made it happen. You know. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you, and, uh, and I'm sure everybody else. I would love to to hear from people to see what the best the the, the best piece of advice or thing that you said because you said a lot. And people are going <laughs> yeah. to have to listen to this at least twice to figure out, you know, to, to just to, to see, I would suggest listening to it, meditate on it, and then go back and listen to it again. And uh, this is a lot yeah, of great I got, stuff, man. I got two books for you. The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is one. People should read that. And then there's another book called Blitzscaling. If you read Blitzscaling, it'll really help your business because it's not about creating a multi-million dollar businesses about creating billion dollar businesses and the forward is written by bill gates mm. you know what i'm saying so think about that so it's a real cheesy looking book and it's cheesy for a purpose meaning that oh you ain't gonna read it you ain't gonna look at it because it look it doesn't look the part but it's got the most it's got the most valuable information that you could ever have for a business good look i actually have one more question man i hope i can a- ask this question so sure. do you formulate everything you do, do you, do you formulate it for a Christian audience or for a non-churched audience? No, everything I do is for a Christian audience. Okay. Uh, you know, I, t- I keep it in mind 
I keep in mind that everybody believes. Think about it. When these dudes goes and accept these awards at these at these radio at these uh award shows, they'd be like, Yeah, I like to give it up for my God, you know, my father. And then yeah, and homeboy little Trey Loke over there. But they always <laughs> give it up to Jesus first. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They always give it up to God first. So all of them are believers. It's just uh, here, let me take this even further. That's why the Kanye thing is blowing up. Right. Right. The Kanye thing is blowing up not because of Kanye, it's because believers don't want to be preached to. Mm. So they go and music is 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 preaching to them. Healing is preaching, you know, that, that musical healing is preaching. They don't want nobody telling them and, and you need to rise up and face the aggressor with aggression. You know what I'm saying? They don't want, <laughs> they don't want none of that. You know what I mean? Right. They want they they want healing. So if you go to a concert uh, or, or to a, a Kanye West type vibe and all you're getting is a musical ministry, people feel that. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that that's probably going to be the way is where churches are going to now have to figure out how to incorporate more music ministry to pull in more people versus, you know, and then probably do sessions on the weekdays like they normally do Bible studies and you know, for those that need that real work, right. work, you know what I'm saying? But if you trying to pull in, you're going to have to, you're going to have to use a, a different strategy. So I have a quick last, this, this is kind of like a fun, you know, it could be strategic, but just kind of a fun thing. So I'm a huge fan of, of, of Marvel and DC and the comic book world. And, okay. uh, and we dive into all of that stuff for the Solomon's Porch podcast and have a ton of fun with it. And I was thinking, what if a Reach Records RMG did like a Hall H, like a big a, a big thing, announcing all their releases, their plan, their strategy for two or three years? Do you think that would help or hinder like record labels? Because I'm we, glad we, you asked that question. Right here's right. the reason why, because I talked with I just recently spoke to a major executive in the industry right um i'm going to be doing something really big next year right that's going to really take christian hip-hop to a whole nother level but the executive told me that the reason that chh is not flourishing is because there's no real unity right and they're saying no no real unity in the sense of what you just said why you know when you think about that summer 19 record they'll tell you that um that you know that you know they couldn't collab with Bizzle and all them because of the scheduling, but why couldn't you have made that possible? You know what I'm saying? They're saying the secular artists will collab with each other because they understand the business, like mm. Drake and Chris Brown getting together. Right. Right. Everybody knows that, but imagine if you would have heard Lecrae, Bizzle, and Derek Minor on a record together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or One uh, K Fuse, Stephen Malcolm and uh beacon light you know what i'm saying or some just you know real crazy but that's that's how you're going to grow the that's how you're going to grow chh so what you're saying is if they did that it would create it would show a, a unified force so what they Action. need to do is what we need at like a next where there's flavor fest all the record labels need to show up they need to put a big old thing on what everybody's releasing because i i think too like it, could you imagine if Somebody like you know, let's just say you had a panel and it had. I mean, even if you combined all the record labels, all the artists that everybody looks forward to, to like, okay, such and such is dropping an album, you know, spring twenty twenty. 
then this artist is dropping one fall 2020. And this month, right. in the, I'm like, it would give us something to look forward to. We'd be excited about it. But, yeah, but then that artist, that artist would have to not keep dropping records every two weeks. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that it works if that artist is not dropping every other every every other week a new song here, a new song there, a new song. Maybe if you dropped it every three months, a new record, and then another record preluding to your uh to your album, now you'll have people even more geek because they're like, yo, that stuff he did two months ago right. was fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I, I I think I think very I think big visionary ideas, and uh-huh. I'm not a record label owner or an artist, so I don't know what it would be like to say, okay, I'm dropping three albums in the next three years or two years, and this is what this is when it's going to be, and then you can expect this from our label and this from our label and this from that label, and then we're going to. That's one. how the majors do it, though. Yeah, the I majors mean, to do that. Yeah, but um, but the thing about it is, everybody is. It's almost like crabs in a barrel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're they fighting for this, the, the 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 wrong thing because it's it's a it's a big it's a big ocean. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of territory for everybody, but if you unite again, you you unite for it, then all of a sudden you can take over. Yeah. But if you're not united, you know you're never going to. You're always going to have that mentality to where you feel like you're being pushed over. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, man. Now I'm, I'm gonna have to call it a wrap. <laughs> I keep going, man, because you know I just love picking your brain. But uh, yeah. but hopefully, sometime soon, uh, we'll be able to get you back on the show. Um, at some point well, in time, get, man. Hey, when I, when that summer when when next year's summer fest is successful, hopefully you're there. Uh, I, I, you know, you, you get down there, make sure you get taken care of, right? But it's going to be the biggest festival in the history of music for Christian hip hop ever. That'd be awesome. So that's gonna, you know what I'm saying? So that's gonna be something. And it's already inked. It ain't like I'm thinking about it. Right. It's already done data. <laughs> you know nice. what I'm saying? So now we've already sent out letters of interest to uh various artists that we would like to have come perform at the uh festival. Gotcha. So it's going down. Yeah, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man, and I'm gonna try my I've never been on the West Coast. So oh, you're gonna love that'll it. Be, you ain't gonna want to go back. That'll be awesome, man. <laughs> I'm way over here in North Carolina, North Kakalaki. Yeah. No, Kakalaka, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and uh, just to kind of continue to to grow from your wisdom. Yeah, normally I'm on Instagram, MC Nice LA. That's E-M-C-E-E-N-I-C-E-L-A. And that's also on Twitter, MC Nice Music on Facebook, MCNice.com. God's House of Hip Hop on um, Instagram and GH3 Radio on Instagram. It's real easy. And then 2020 Summerfest on Instagram. Getting to know. We're yes, gonna sir. Oh, real quick. We're gonna do competitions. So we're doing seventy-five artists. I know you were supposed to go, but oh, you're good. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> so we're doing. We're gonna. We're gonna have seventy-five CHH and gospel hip hop artists come to LA. We're doing a thing called the Last Ten In. So and the Last Ten In is going to be uh, competitions that's going to be through Track Stars, Rapzilla, Jan the Hype. So it, the fans will be able to vote ten people into the uh, into the festival. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking so that's forward to that. 2020 Summerfest yes, on, on Instagram. All right. Yeah. That's MC Nice. Everybody, make sure you reach out to him. Let him know you appreciate his wisdom and sharing everything on the show. And, uh, and yeah, man, so until next time, I hope you have a great day and looking forward to Summerfest 2020. 2020 Summerfest. Yes, sir. All righty. That was the interview with MC Nice. Man, the whole entire 
episode of the whole entire interview, man, he was just so animated. You could tell he's passionate about what he does. He loves what he does. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that I hope for all of us that we're able to be passionate about whatever it is we're doing. And, uh, and so I, I love that interview. I hope you were able to get some great, great information and some great nuggets from MC Nice. And thank you again, sir, for doing the interview. I appreciate you and appreciate GH3 Radio and what it's doing for the kingdom culture. And, um, yeah, so let, let me know what you think of the interview. Uh, shoot me a, a, a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, uh, you know, email. And however you can, I'd love to get your information uh, or get your thoughts on this episode. Because I want to know, you know, are you wanting more of these type of episodes? Do you want more story? Do you want both? I'm really trying to make sure that whatever it is you want is what I'm bringing to this show. Because the show was for you. Uh, you know, yes, I, I get a lot of great information and stuff for myself as well, but, you know, especially for artists in particular, now I really want to make sure that you are, you're benefiting from this show. And even if you're not an artist, I'd love to know what you want to hear more about and the more, uh, information that you might get from these types of interviews. And so please do that and let me know how I can help you in that arena. Uh, again, thank you so much. TrueStrengthApparel.com for, uh, for, for supporting the show and Purely Bachelorette, Jay Sannon, LT Smith, all of you rock. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a, another great episode for you. I uh, have an uh, interview lined up with a lady who a lot of you know. I'm not going to spill the beans just yet. I want you to stay tuned. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at JasonBordo1 to get all the updates and everything. And so that's it for the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember... The more you learn, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.